Hello. Hi there. Welcome to From Skirts to Scrubs. I'm Alicia. And I'm Charlotte. And we are two medical students trying to figure out our place in medicine by looking to the past and to current events to try and understand the impact they have on us as women in medicine and women in general. You can find us or follow us on social media. We have an Instagram and a Facebook, which are both at From Skirts to Scrubs. We also have a Twitter, which is at FSTS underscore podcast. And you can check out our website for more information on our episodes, our show notes, our sources, and more, which is at FromScriptsandScrubs.com. Yes. And you can also subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. And Apple Podcasts is the best place to do that. But you can mm-hmm. do it on Spotify these days. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Very cool. Too many possibilities. I know. But we're back. We're back for the second episode of our mini series, Women as Monsters. And today we're going to be telling a brief story of Lilith. Now, I really thought I knew more about Lilith than I actually (laughs) did. So it was really fun diving into her story. I think everything I knew about her was from like random media like i watched the chilling adventures of sabrina and there was a character <laughs> of lilith that was like there. oh really yeah and like from books i had read and things like that but i really didn't know anything about her actual little story so of course i have to start by asking charlotte what do you know about lilith um so i forgot this was a topic of the episode until we started so you know my baseline's already pretty low about what i know about lilith um, I think she's like from Judaism, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, and she's connected to the story of Adam and Eve, but she's like in that story somehow. And that's kind of all I know. Yeah, actually, that's very minimal. That's, that's pretty good, to be honest. We can end the podcast right here. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, folks. Um, but no, you are right that in all of those things. Uh, Lilith is a kind of figure in the Hebrew Bible, and she is part of the story of Adam and Eve. Um, And of course, like as it is with most mythologic figures, if we want to call this a myth, I don't even know. But there are multiple Mm -hmm. renditions to Lilith's story. And this is kind of like a compilation slash a telling of one angle of her story. But as I mentioned, her origin is in the Bible. And though her name only shows up once, it's in the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament that her story is best known and she's kind of like best known. So that's the story I'm going to tell. I'm so ready. Let's jump into the story. Take me back, Alicia. (laughs) Back to the, the Garden of Eden. All right. So there are two separate stories of how God created the first man and the first woman. So in Genesis 1, it's said that God created both man and woman at the same time. But in Genesis 2, it is said that God created Adam from the dust of the earth and then removed one of Adam's ribs to form Eve. This is the more common, more well-known rendition of how man and woman came to be. 
But I want to set the scene for Lilith's arrival. So we're in the Garden of Eden, which is a biblical earthly paradise. Just everything you could want is in this garden. Magical. Mm -hmm. Magical vibes in my head. That's exactly it. And God has created the first man and woman from the same soil. So I'm going based off of this rendition of the story goes based off of Genesis 1, where man and woman were created at the same time. And according to folklore, it's said that this first woman is not, in fact, Eve, but Lilith. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so. Lilith and Adam were both created at the same time from the same soil of the earth. And apparently, the minute that they came into existence, they started fighting. Classic. <laughs> it's an, are they like, it would make sense that they were like twins or something because they're like coming from the same material at the same time. Oh, I hope not, though, because of what I'm about <laughs> to say. <laughs> so. They started fighting because Adam insisted that Lilith, quote, lie beneath him during sex. And she was not into that. (laughs) So she responded, (laughs) you should lie beneath me. We are both equal for both of us are from the earth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you really don't want them to be twins. So Lilith flees the garden. She's like, I'm done with that. Like. I don't need Adam anymore. This guy's useless. And so Adam, being all sad or whatever, goes and tattletales on her to God. And obviously God is pissed. He's like, you can't just leave the garden. I I just created you. And so he sends three angels after Lilith. These angels are named Sanoi, Samsonoi, and Samalgaloth. Oh my God. I know, really intense names. They have to be triplets at this point. (laughs) And basically, these angels go and they are supposed to demand her return, of course. Mm -hmm. But where do you think she ran off to, Charlotte? Do you have any guesses? You know what's funny is I was just thinking, like, if there's this Garden of Eden that they can't leave, like, what is is in the outside world? So that was going to be, that was like the thought going on in my head and you read my mind and you oh. knew I didn't know the answer, which is why you <laughs> asked me it. <laughs> kind of, but not really. Um, I actually, there's no like place I was thinking of. It's more like, who did she run to? She, she went to and found someone. God? No, God is really she, angry at her. Does she go to find it? No one else exists, Alicia. It's God and Adam and Lilith right now. And the angels. And and the devil. And the devil. Ah. So she ran off. I was like, wait. (laughs) I was like, she's almost there, but she just, the connections aren't being made. Yes. So she ran off to Samael, the angel cast out of heaven by God himself, also known as the devil, also known as chief of demons. Chief of demons. It's hilarious. Yeah. And so when the angels found Lilith, she was apparently burying Semiel's children. And for this treachery, she wasn't allowed back in the garden. And 
the angels told her that they would kill 100 of her children every day for her disobedience. Wait, wait, the angels would kill a hundred of Lilith's children? Yes, don't ask me. How many children does she have? I don't know, Charlotte. I I don't, I don't know. Okay. God. When the angels left and left her there, she actually tried to go back to the garden just to, you know, sneak a peek at what was going on. And Mm -hmm. when she arrived. How's Adam doing without me? She's like, well. Well, when she went back to find Adam, apparently he was with another mate, Eve. Eve. Eve shows up. So, oh my God, this is so much tea, Alicia. It is the tea of the biblical times. I know. I know. And then to add to the tea. So she is like now salty about Eve. And so she has sex with Adam while he's sleeping. <gasps> and from Wait, his Lilith seed. Has sex with Adam? Yes. While him and Eve are sleeping? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. And from his seed, she bears Lilium or the first demons created to replace her children killed by the angels. Oh my God, this story is so crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically the story though. It's very short. Oh my God. It's very brief. That took so many turns I wasn't expecting though. (laughs) I know, to be honest, me neither. I have whiplash. But essentially Lilith is known as the mother of demons. And this is why. Thinking about Lilith's story, I came across some readings, like as I was, you know, doing my reading about what Hmm. Lilith represents to feminists and how her story is viewed from a feminist perspective. So Mm -hmm. obviously I have to ask Shar, how do you see Lilith? Like, how do you see her from a feminist lens? I mean, one. I am extremely confused how her and Adam were born and then immediately wanted to have sex. Seems off. Seems like another story is supposed to be in there and they forgot to include it. I guess when I like think of Lilith, I think of like female independence in a way, especially that she like wanted to have sex in a certain way and like not abide by the rules of like the society at the time. And like, um, Yeah, I agree. And a lot of what other people, other like theorists have said was like Lilith was just trying to leave because she was unhappy. And then she was hunted down because she was pursuing her own freedom. But then she had to give up her children because of this, too. And so just all of these things are like compounded on each other. And then some Jewish feminists, actually, because they, you know, this is like a Jewish tale or from the Jewish Hebrew Bible. Um, They really focused on the fact that Lilith was seizing her kind of like assertion of equality. And they have kind of reclaimed her as a symbol of autonomy, independence, like you said, and sexual liberation, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I think the equality 
point is cool because like her and Adam came from like the same soil. Like they are equal, literally. And compared to like when people talk about Eve and that Eve was made from Adam, like that's used mm-hmm. as like ammunition for a lot of people's arguments about like people arguing that there is like a power dynamic between like the sexes. Um, they use that if they're like religious, they use like the whole taking a rib story as mm-hmm. like, well, mm-hmm. women are only or females are only a part like of a male because this is how they're made and they use that. So for Lilith, it's interesting because Lilith is exactly the same. She was made the same way. Oh my God, her and Adam were kind of made like Pandora. Mm, maybe some copyright issues there with that whole like modeling from the soil thing. <laughs> they might want to look into that trademark. Um, whoever wrote the Bible. So yeah, anyway. Um, but that's interesting because it's so different than like tradition, uh, like Christian tradition of talking about the dynamic between male and females and it's like it just like it takes away that entire argument just puts it down the drain I guess yeah absolutely and I think comparing Lilith to Eve is also just a very interesting phenomenon um particularly in that way of like Eve comes from Adam whereas Lilith stood on her own Mm -hmm. um so that's a, a very interesting point to bring up um and then also something just kind of like more information about Lilith across time, but she has been a mainstay and has had many roles through many eons of time. So just like, for example, her ancient name, the name Lilith derives from a Sumerian word for female demons or wind spirits called the Lilitu and the related Ardat Lilitu. So the Lilitu dwell in the desert lands and open country spaces and are particularly dangerous to pregnant women and infants. And it's said that their breasts are filled with poison, not milk. And then the Ardot Lily is um, apparently a sexually frustrated and infertile female who behaves aggressively towards young men. So that's something to sit with. The other thing is um, that I found interesting in my reading is that Lilith is responsible or in his in tradition and folklore is responsible for the death of babies. And I read from. Yeah. And I read from this one source that in revenge for the angels killing her babies she is said to rob human children of life. So she's responsible for stillborn infants, for infant deaths, like sudden infant death syndrome. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's said that like male children are at risk for eight days after birth until they're circumcised. And female children are at risk for 20 days. I don't know for what reason, but 20 days is like, the date the amount that i read okay um and then just adding to you know her arsenal she's also responsible for males erotic dreams and nighttime ejaculations (laughs) and (laughs) but though she steals children's lives in in the night Mm -hmm. she apparently has agreed not to kill those who wear the amulets of the three angels. And so throughout history and even now, people will buy 
like amulets to ward off Lilith, which I just think is super interesting. I'm going to Google what they look like. Amulets are like an interesting topic in like how they have worked like medically, how they've worked like um, in religion and history and like different mythology, like Egyptian mythology was really into like amulets, but also in because people like use them for like medical reasons, even though they were maybe like bewitched as the way that they would use it medically. They're really cool in that way. So it's interesting that there's like a three angel amulet. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's just like one part of history that's kind of stayed, but clearly Lilith has had just a lot of roles from her conception, from the name being, you know, Lily to Ardath Lily um, of being dangerous to pregnant women and infants, but then being aggressive to young men and then kind of transitioning into this woman who steals babies, who kills infants and is responsible for SIDS and all this stuff. Um, And so kind of with all of that, my question is, how does Lilith's existence as a monster throughout time clash with or align with her role as the first woman in the in the rendition that we told? It's funny because I didn't view her as a monster until you went through like all the the history, like actual history of it more. And I'm like, oh, now I see why she was viewed as a monster because she's like doing all these evil things. And they're like, like how I viewed her before, which is interesting. Um, so I guess like in the context of her being a monster versus like her being this independent woman, it's like the same old story of like someone who's independent and who has their own thoughts can foster like these evil things that they can bring into the world um so her doing that and then having like traumatic experiences on the way people instead of viewing her as someone who you know like has their own mind and has been through their own experiences and can take that into you know moving forward and affecting other people positively they see it as like really scary that she can do what she wants and she's had terrible things happen to her like all her hundred children every single day die or thousands of children apparently. Um, and they see that as like terrifying. And then they create this story of her going back to Adam and then like having almost like this, like jealousy and revenge factor to mm-hmm. the story. Interesting. And like, I guess as you were talking about this, the story really reminds me of domestic violence victims, especially like her running away mm. because she feels unhappy in the situation her having to like give things up, like giving up her children, like to this angel's terror every single day is just so that she can like have the life that like she deserves. Not that domestic violence victims have to give up their children, but like there's a lot of sacrifices when you're trying to like get away from something that's causing you harm and find yourself in like a safe place. And it just reminded me of that, which is interesting. I think there's like a, a parallel that can be made in that way. Um, but I don't view domestic violence victims as monsters and I hope nobody else does. So I can't really draw a parallel there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if anything, survivors of domestic violence are um, monsters that have been yeah, created, exactly. of course. But um, even like in a way, like why is an Adam viewed as a monster? He was like, she doesn't want, he like, oh, they, yeah. were, they were obviously equals, and yet he treats her so terribly and like she is lesser than him when there was nothing to prove that they are. Um, 
like he is so in the wrong, but no one has ever talked about that or like sees it in that way. Instead sees this like hurt woman who is now viewed as a monster because of her past and things that were brought upon her by other people and by like men, you know? I think a lot of my thoughts about Lilith, especially in the ways that her existence as a monster clash with her role as a woman, I think I actually feel like they align with the way that she's viewed as a woman because they're both net negative. Like she's this vengeful woman. I think that was the other thing that really struck me was that she was so vengeful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in theory, these are the first two humans on this earth. And yet she is the one who is like named as jealous. Immediately. Immediately. Even though Adam is like spineless, in my opinion, and like can't take rejection. Yeah. Um, And so it's just interesting to see that that is what has carried throughout time. And I think it's one of the many reasons why it's important to critically analyze history and folklore and folktales and look back and see kind of Mm -hmm. what's missing and what's been taken. Yeah. Um, And like these characters reviewed the same way. And for such a long time, like maybe we were conditioned to think of them that way. When actually, when you look at it, like with fresh eyes, you're like, wait a second, something's wrong here. How can I like relearn this story? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And if you agree, and you want to learn more, you should subscribe to our podcast. Um, and you can do that on any podcasting app. And you can also leave us a rating and review. And Apple Podcasts is the best place for that. Yeah, and you can also follow us on social media. We have our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, and then we also have our website, which is from scriptsweb.com, where you can find show notes, sources, merch, all the cool information. And lastly, here is to all the women who have fought for us to be where we are today. And maybe do the same for those who come after us. Yeah. Yay. Okay. See everyone next time for episode three of the mini series. Okay.